Good evening. Uh, thank you for joining us in person and thank you for joining us online. We're going to be continuing on uh, through our Truth for Living series and we're going to be on the third question of the second set, which is talking about God's greatness. The first set of questions went through God's word and now we're going to be talking about God's greatness. The first question that, um, just as a review, was, does God reveal in his word that he is greater than us? And the answer is yes. Just as simple as that, yes. The verse that went with that was Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Question two is, what is our God, what is our great God like? The answer was, our great God is invisible, eternal, all-powerful, all-wise, and always everywhere at once. The verse for this was Job 40, verse 9. Have you an arm like God, and can you thunder with a voice like this? That brings us to the first, in, in question two, and the answer, speaking about how he's invisible, and then now we're going to talk about how God is eternal. Question three starts, did God ever have a beginning, or will he have an end? And so the answer is, does anybody have a guess? No. No. Did God ever have a beginning, or will he have an end? And the answer is no. God is eternal. He always has been alive and always will be alive. And so tonight we're going to talk about what it means to be eternal. We're going to talk about how God is self-existing, how God never changes, and how he has no beginning and how he has no end. The supporting verse for this question is found in Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. God refers to himself as the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is the creator and he has no start, and he will always exist. God exists outside of time and is eternal. To be eternal is characterized by being always, extending across time indefinitely. And it is difficult for us to really understand or grasp this idea, to have a comprehension, to wrap our minds around what it doesn't mean to be eternal. Because we are not eternal. We are temporal. We have a beginning. And on this earth, we will have an end. But God has never had a beginning, and he will never go away. He will never end. And scripture says 
in comparison to um, eternal, we are temporal, and Scripture refers to our lives as but a vapor. And I understand that sometimes it seems like it takes forever just to uh, get through the line at a store. And we are so wrapped up in time. But God transcends all time. God is outside of his creation. So God is eternal. And so he is self-existent because he has no beginning and no end. He is self-sufficient and self-existent. This is referred to as a, a theological word as aseity. And that's from the, uh, the Latin for ase, from itself. God is sufficient to himself. He is independent of anything and outside of himself. And he's independent from anything that is outside of himself. God didn't need anything to create him. He had no beginning. He wasn't created. He doesn't need something to survive. He doesn't need us to exist. God's eternality is his aseity in regards to time. And so the Lord of time exists above and apart from it. And, but he is free to enter into time and to be a part of time to accomplish his purposes. We can see when, when Paul was preaching in Athens and he was referring to this monument that they had to the unknown God, we can see when he was preaching there that he explains that God has no beginning and God does not depend or need to be served by us. Acts 17, 24, 25. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is served by human hands, as though he needed anything. Since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. God is the provider, and God doesn't need to be provided for. God is self-sufficient, and he is self-existing. And so, not being created, he is able to, he is, supports himself. And this is part of being eternal. Isaiah 46, 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. God is completely unique that he himself is God, and that there is no other gods before him. There is no other gods that exist. There is no one equal to him. He himself exists on his own. In Exodus 3, verse 14, when God called Moses to go to Egypt and to bring the Israelites out, he asked, well, who should I say sent me? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this, say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. 
God's name is the I am, the one who exists. He himself is declaring in his word that he has existed and that he was not created, that he is the only God. Romans 1.10, when Paul is talking about how God reveals himself in general revelation, that he shows himself that through creation we should know that God exists. Romans 1.20, for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived. Ever since the creation of the world, in these things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Those who reject God and don't believe that he exists are without excuse because there is evidence that he exists and he is the creator. Ever since the creation of the world, God is eternal, he is self-existent, and he is never-changing. We can trust that God never changes, that he will always be the same, that what he says is true and will never change. What he does is true and will never change. There's where we can have full trust that he is who he is. And this is eternal. God has been the same from the beginning of time to the end of time, and he will never change. Malachi 3, 6, for I, the Lord, do not change. Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ, being God made manifest in the flesh, being God, the Son of God, existing from the beginning, always with the Father, will never change. Psalm 103, verse 17, But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him and his righteousness to children's children. God's attributes and what he is does not change, and it is eternal. So God's love and his righteousness will endure forever. God's word that he speaks to us will never fade away. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. God is never changing. He is eternal, and we know that he will always be what he says he is. Eternality refers not simply to just God's endurance and not in God's uh, remaining the same, but it's also that he lacks a beginning. God never had a beginning where he was created. He always was. And he was outside of time. And in fact, he created time. He existed before time, and because he is self-existent and not created, he doesn't have a beginning. 
we can see this, that when referring to creation, and referring to all of God's plans and what he has decreed and what he has um, made so, that he has planned this from even before the beginning, that he existed before creation. Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God was God before he created. God will always be God. John 8, 58 Jesus makes the same claim. Jesus, again, being God, made manifest in the flesh. Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. He is saying that he is eternal. He has been from the beginning, always with God the Father. And that the plan of salvation, before the foundations of the earth, was even made. John 1, 1 through 3, John starts his gospel with, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. God, through Jesus Christ, the Son of God, God the Father created all things. And Jesus was there in the beginning. John 1.1 parallels Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And so God's eternality is seen that he was there in the beginning at the start of creation. And we can see that he doesn't need anything. He is self-sufficient, and he never changes, and he has never had a beginning. Colossians 1, 1 uh, 15 through 17, Paul speaks about how Jesus, all things were created through Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things are held together. Creation itself relies and is held together by God's sovereign hand. That God is outside of his creation, but he comes into his creation for his purposes. He came, he created, and he has dominion over all things. The next point about how God is eternal, not only does he not have a beginning, he will never end. God transcends all limitations of time, and he endures forever. Isaiah 44, verse 6 says, Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, 
and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first, and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. He is before all things, and he is after all things. He has no end. Now, we as created beings will have, uh, there will be either eternal punishment or eternal life. And so for us, we can think about how we were created in one point of time, that we were conceived, we were born, and we lived on this earth, and before that, we didn't exist. God knew about us. God knew. He knew all of the days written on our book. He knew everything that would happen, and he knew who, was going, he, who he chose to be his children, and who he predestined to be vessels of honor and vessels of wrath. Psalm 102, 12. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. The psalmist is declaring that God is in control. He is on the throne since the beginning. And he will always be in control. About us having an eternal uh, or having going continuing on and not having an end, our souls will end up being in eternal punishment or the righteous into eternal life being with God. Matthew 25, when Jesus was talking to, uh, when he was teaching about the goats and the sheep and the separation of the goats and the sheep, he ends by talking about those who did not do the will of the Father. They will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. We can maybe think about how there will be no end or thousands and thousands of years ahead, but for us, it's hard to, to really think outside of time. Because we were created and we live within time. The next point that God is living. We see this in the question, is the answer of the question. That our that God is eternal. He has no beginning and no end. He will always be, so he never changes. And he has always been alive. He didn't come into existence. And he will always be alive. And so not only is the answer giving us the, that God is eternal with no beginning or no end, but he is alive. God is alive. Unlike the false gods that many have made with their own hands of gold and silver, of wood and clay, the ones that couldn't respond, the gods who uh, couldn't light the fires of, of the altar when Elijah was declaring that, well, have your God do this. But it was only the true living God that could have done that. And so God is living 
and he has always lived. 1 Thessalonians 1.9 For they themselves report concerning to us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. When Paul was writing to the uh, Thessalonians and talking about how they received the word uh, not by just word only, but by power and by the Holy Spirit, that there was a true change in their lives. That they turned from their idols. They turned from these false gods that were dead, and they turned to the living God, the one and only true living God that is eternal. Jeremiah 10.10 But the Lord is the true God. He is the living God and the everlasting king. At his wrath, the earth quakes, and the nations cannot endure his indignation. God's proven to be God by his eternality, by his greatness. We can see that he is above all things and outside and above all creation because he is in control of creation, he made creation, and he sustains creation. And Jesus himself, God made into the flesh, says that he himself is living and he will give us life because of, and this is not just breathing air here today, physical life, but eternal life that is spiritual life. John 6, 57. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever feeds on me, he also will live because of me. The Father is ever-living, the Son is ever-living, the Spirit is ever-living, and through them we can have everlasting life. So our question, did God ever have a beginning or will he ever have an end? God is eternal and God is not constrained by his creation. God does not um, have to wait, per se. God does not have to... um, to be controlled or constrained by time. He is outside of time. He's never had a beginning. He will never end. He will always be. And we can trust in that. We can know that the greatness of God is shown because he's never changing. He is eternal. And he is sure. So the answer is no. God is eternal He will always, and he always has been alive and always will be alive. Revelation 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. God knows the future because he has planned it. He has laid out the days of our lives. He has laid out what will happen. He is completely sovereign. 
He is wise above all, all things. His wisdom is above our wisdom. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And his perfect love and perfect character sustains all things, and he works all of these things for us. So we can rest assured that God being eternal means that we can trust in him more and more. That we can know that he is in control and he knows what is, will happen. He knows what, will hap- what has happened. And he knows all things. So this goes into his, um, his eternality. Is, goes into and rolls into the fact that he is omniscient. He is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. That he is through all things, he knows all things, and he has power over all things. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, that you are, that you have been and you will be, that you are eternal, that you were not created and you are all-powerful. Thank you, Lord, that you have made us know made us know you that you are the almighty but you allow us to come to know you thank you for revealing yourself to us through your word that we can know that you have always existed and you will always exist that we can put our trust in you that you are in control and you're all-knowing that you are sustaining this world we thank you for all of your greatness we pray this in christ's name amen well thank you for joining us in person and thank you for joining us online have a great evening